Grab some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Welcome to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt. Sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Now, here's Jeff Hunt. Friends, we are back from the rodeo. I hope you enjoyed listening to last week's show. We were with the Western Caucus out at the National Finals Rodeo. A really remarkable event. you got to go to NFR. Jamie Erker is in the studio today with me. We're talking a little bit about this. Uh, They've got to bring out like 100,000 people to Las Vegas for this. And uh, it is so fun. Every hotel room's booked up. Every hotel's having country music concerts and uh, they even have cowboy church Sunday mornings in the hotels there, which was kind of fun. And uh, a big thing called the Cowboy Christmas, which makes the National Western Stock Show look like a yard sale. I mean, it is so big. <laughs> 300 plus exhibitors at this event and, uh, you know, people selling jewelry and trailers and all the fun stuff. I mean, it was a remarkable week. We were there at the Western Caucus because uh, we're members of this organization, which makes up congressmen and senators from the Western United States to focus in on Western issues. So we would meet during the day, talk about water policy, talk about federal lands issues, talk about environmental issues and uh, animal issues and all that stuff. And then we'd go to the rodeos at night. So it it was a great event, but an opportunity to connect with lawmakers from the Western United States talk about issues. The reason we do that twofold, one is we're going to elevate Western issues at the Western Conservative Summit. It's in our name. And we want to make sure that people all across the country are learning about the issues that we're facing. If you go to CPAC, you go to Values Voter Summit, all great events, but they don't really cover Western issues the way that uh, our event can and make sure we elevate those on the national stage. But two, when we talk about the type of culture and lifestyle and what we're trying to embrace, Western rural people do that. They live faith, family, freedom. That's who they are. And so I'm building a fusionism. If you remember, uh, Yoram Hazoni talked a little bit about this in his book, but the idea of, of how you build different coalitions to advance their conservative agenda. I think what the ag community faces with government restrictions on their lifestyles, the businesses that they're trying to build, what they're trying to provide for their families is very similar to the challenges that we as social conservatives and as people of faith face. And so I think there's a partnership there that needs to grow. And, you know, we're not in the business of politics or campaigns or winning anything. That's not what we do. But if you look at the recent elections, we used to laugh off the left coast. It was Oregon, Washington, California. And now uh, look at what's gone blue. Arizona, Nevada, New Mexico, Colorado, all those. So the Western United States is turning blue. And that affects the policy achievements that we're trying to, to bring about. So all of that's why we were in Vegas. But we're back. We're back in the studio. And if you're listening for the first time, welcome. My name is Jeff Hunt. I'm the chief wagon boss of this operation. On the board, Michael Deadshot Arpaio. Producer Jamie Erker, the mighty one. We cover issues facing the Western United States from a Christian conservative perspective. We are thankful we are not getting all the government we are paying for. And as someone who struggles deep, problem with worry, here's a little cowboy wisdom for you, Jamie. Worry is like a rocking horse. It's something to do that don't get you nowhere. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so, you know, I worry I worry about the direction of the state. I worry about the direction of the church. I wonder what's happening in our communities uh, when reporters and lawmakers all seem to want to target me for our Christian conservative values. I worry about that, too. 
I, I don't have as thick skin as maybe everyone thinks I do. Um, so, but it's like sitting on a rocking horse. You know, you can't worry too much about it. Friends on the show, we are incredibly blessed today to have Stephanie and Stephanie Luck, who's a representative. You always get a cowboy name when you come on the uh, on the Frontier Freedom Hour. We're going to give you a cowboy name. It's Stephanie Courage Luck. Uh, she has tremendous courage. She led the fight down at the state capitol against the radical abortion bill, the I think the longest ever filibuster in state history. And we gave her the John K. Andrews Award for Colorado Leadership and Fidelity to Biblical and Conservative Principles. She's a state representative from Penrose, Colorado. Uh, right now representing District 47. That's going to change with the redistricting. She was just reelected to, I guess, newly elected to House District 60, which encompasses all of Custer, Fremont, and Teller counties, as well as portions of Chaffee and Pueblo counties here in Colorado. But the leader, Courage, stood before the radical abortionist at the state capitol for the sanctity of life. She gave a tremendous speech at our Christmas party just a few days ago. Uh, Our students, most importantly, loved it and uh, saw her as a stateswoman they want to emulate. Um, I mean, she is uh, poised. She's brilliant. She's doing a wonderful job. Representative Stephanie Courage Luck, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me, and and thank you for that double honor, both the award and and the name. Thank you. There you go. Well, uh, Representative Luck, tell us a little bit about the award and your speech. Uh, This was at our Christmas party. It's with our donors and and people that support the Centennial Institute. But give people a little insight into what your speech was about. So my speech was focusing in on what I call the age-old questions, those questions that every generation asks in one form or another and grapples with, you know, questions of, is there a God? <laughs> if so, what is our responsibility to that God? Who, who is he or she? And, and you know, what does culture mean in, in relation to that? Or um, is there private property? Is that, is that such a thing? Is, is there justice? And how do you respond to injustice? Can you respond to injustice? with other injustice and, and somehow make that just. Those are some of the age-old questions, but during the speech we focused in on on three. The first being, what is life? The second, when is life valuable? And the third, what is a life well-lived? And we just walk through that in context of the current situation facing our nation. You know, what, what is life? Is, is there life in the womb? And if so, is it valuable enough to protect? And if not, <laughs> then when does life become valuable? And how does that the answer to that question vis-a-vis abortion impact our conversations around suicide and bullying mm. and depression and mental health? So, you know, just just diving in deep into the philosophy, understanding that ideas have consequences and bad ideas have victims, and we really need to be people who think clearly uh, and know that our ideas are the right ones. Um, and, and, you know, in our world, to say that there are right ideas is seen as snobbery or arrogance, but there is such a thing as truth. And, you know, in the Enlightenment, we, we question what is truth. In our day and age, we question, is there truth? But, like I said, ideas have consequences. So, yes, I, I think that just 
walking out your daily life and you can see that there is such a thing as truth. And when you align yourself with that, there's flourishing, there's goodness, there's peace and hope and joy. And when you align yourself with those things that are, are not true, it often just leads to brokenness and suffering. And so as a policymaker, my, my job is to look at ideas and say, is this a true idea and will it lead to the good and the true and the beautiful in our, in our state? I think it seems like our culture is less interested in truth, at least in the, the policy making, and, and far more in protecting agendas. Right. So when we go down and try to have conversations and we've had Matt Walsh at the Western Conservative Summit before, he asked a very simple question. What is a woman? Uh, You were trying to define what life is during this debate during the last legislative session. And it, it, it feels like as opposed to wanting to have that conversation, they have an agenda they want to protect. And so it was we want to have the right to have an abortion unrestricted at any point. We believe that that is a right that's due to us, uh, especially if we're women, and we're going to protect that at all costs and ignore any type of actual conversation as to when life begins and uh, what laws should protect and when, when, you know, should the government be invested in protecting the rights of of a preborn child? They didn't want to talk about that. They just wanted to protect their agenda. Is that kind of a fair assessment? At least that's what I saw. I think when you're in policymaking especially, you have to come with a degree, with with a large degree of humility, understanding that there's much you don't know. You know, as a state representative, it's not like I can just go and only vote on the bills in the areas where I have special understanding or expertise. I have bills that cross my desk on every single topic from from agriculture to Zoology. We have, you know, veterinarian bill. From A to Z, there there is um, much that comes across our desk, and and so you have to have a humility to say what what don't I know, and be willing to listen to people all across the spectrum, all all um, ages, all experience levels, because that is what's going to formulate good responses to the problems that our society face faces. And you're right. So often, not just on the abortion topic, but so often we come with preconceived notions and and closed ears, closed eyes, an unwillingness to move, an unwillingness to see the issues from the other perspective. And then you you couple that with this social social environment that we have created that basically boils down to, I want what I want when I want it. And anybody who stands in my way is the enemy, Not, not just an obstacle, not just someone with a different perspective, but outright the villain. And if we're going to create a state, we're going to create a nation that flourishes, we're going to have to add in a greater degree of humility and um, more listening ears so that we can have these conversations from not a place of I know and I know and I know and anything that you say and anything that you contribute is obviously wrong, but from a place of I'm human, and I'm fallible, and there's much in this world that I don't know, and I need to hear from other people. Friends, Stephanie, we're going to get back to you right after this commercial break. Friends, you're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We'll be right back. 